welcome to episode 20 of Science to the T. I'm Sky, and this morning I'm back on my matcha kick. One of my friends brought me some Uji matcha from Kyoto, and wow, I knew it would be good, but the flavor is out of this world. With the summer heat finally gone here, I am so excited to make tea every morning. It's like a little hug in a mug. So grab your favorite mug, and let's learn all about underwater soft robots. This paper was published by Gyouri Li and their colleagues from China in the peer-reviewed journal Nature. So this paper is all about developing an underwater soft robot, but why would we want to use something like that? Well, these robots could be used to manipulate tiny objects underwater for biological and archaeological sampling, or to observe marine life and environments in a less invasive way. How freaking cool is that? <laughs> now, small spoiler here, but this soft robot was used in the Mariana Trench. In case you don't know about this infamous trench, the deepest point is literally called Challenger Deep, and it's over 11,000 meters, or over 36,000 feet deep, which is almost seven miles. This trench is further underwater than Mount Everest is above water and only a handful of people have ever reached the bottom of Challenger Deep. The first was back in 1960, when Jacques Picard and Navy Lieutenant Don Walsh were able to spend about 20 minutes close to the bottom. Why such a short time? Well, the extreme pressure of being that far down. Since their arrival stirred up too much dust from the seafloor, they didn't really get any pictures. Next came James Cameron in 2012. James, who directed Avatar, The Abyss, Titanic, and many other films, went to the Challenger Deep in a submarine called the Deep Sea Challenger. I would have totally named it Nemo, but whatever. James spent about three hours there and captured video and many photos. The extreme pressures did eventually take a toll on his equipment, but he made it back alive and well. It wasn't until 2019 that others dove back in. Since then, men and women have made descents mostly in the vessel called the Limiting Factor. While we have been able to reach and collect data from the bottom of the ocean, the crushing water pressure has kept us from truly exploring this wild west of the sea. We don't fully understand what is or isn't down there. Soft-bodied organisms such as the octopus and jellyfish live at ocean depths of about 1,000 meters. These guys have been widely studied and have inspired the design of many underwater soft robots. But what are soft robots? These little guys still have wires and energy sources and such, but they are made with physically flexible bodies, such as silicone rubbers. To develop a soft robot capable of exploring the Mariana Trench, this group used inspiration from a new species of snailfish found at about 8,000 meters down. Now, I don't really see the resemblance because they use two totally different modes of movement, but hey, it's an inspiration, not a copy. To give you an idea of what this robot looks like, it kind of looks like a bat in my opinion. There is a central body and two wings that slowly move up and down in a flapping motion to produce a forward movement. There's also a small tail-like structure at the back end that doesn't really seem to do much, but it may be involved in steering? They didn't really say. The robot is 22 centimeters long, with a body length of 11.5 centimeters and a tail length of 10.5 centimeters, 
with a 28 centimeter wingspan. So the body length is about four and a half inches with the tail length about four and a wingspan of about 11 inches. The robot also contained the following features, dielectric elastomer muscles, quote unquote, that contract when a voltage is passed through, which are located at the joints between the supporting frame and the flapping fins, a thin silicone flapping fin supported by a stiffer leading edge and elastic frame, and finally, some decentralized electronics embedded in its soft body. So it has these muscles that contract when a voltage is passed through, it has its specialized silicone flapping fin, and it has some decentralized electronics embedded within its body that actually make it move. The body was formed from the silicone called Dragon Skin 20, which is poured into a mold and cured for about three hours at 30 degrees Celsius. Now, dragon skin is actually used for a lot of different things, like movie special effects and even medical prosthetics, and it has a stable temperature range of about negative 65 degrees Fahrenheit to about 450 degrees Fahrenheit, or negative 53 Celsius to 232 Celsius. Kind of cool, right? The remaining bits were made from acrylic board, carbon fiber plates, and the plastic PET which were used for stabilization and making the robot a little bit more sturdy. Now, the electronics were decentralized, meaning different components were not all directly attached to each other, but connected by wires. This is smart because changes in pressure and temperature could harm a stiffer, more centralized electronic core. All of these electronics were fully encapsulated in a silicone matrix, which is beneficial for deep sea swimming. The dielectric elastomer material, or the muscles, were also carefully designed to maintain their ability to contract at low temperatures and high pressures in the deep sea. So once they developed this cool little robot, they tested it out in a few ways. First, they placed the robot in a pressure chamber. The robot was attached to a passive rod in the pressure chamber, and the pressure was elevated to about 110 megapascals which according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is close to the 16,000 PSI at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. The robot was able to swim in a circle at around 1.53 centimeters per second. When they let it freely swim in the chamber, the robot was able to move at about 2.76 centimeters per second. Next, they took the robot to a deep lake, which was about 70 meters or 230 feet deep. They let the robot go, and it was able to swim at about 3 centimeters per second. I'm not totally sure why they did this experiment, but maybe it was just to make sure it works in a real aquatic environment? I'm not sure. The researchers then tested the robot in the South China Sea at a depth of 3,224 meters. It actually seemed to swim faster here at over 5 centimeters per second, but they noted that this was probably due to the current and not the robot itself. I appreciate their honesty here because it would have been a bit of a red flag for me. Like, apparently 3,000 meters is somehow optimal for swimming. Probably not. The moment we've all been waiting for. The researchers tested their soft robot in the Mariana Trench at a depth of a whopping 10,900 meters. So about 35,700 feet. This is where I got totally bummed. They only tested the robot while it was mounted on a deep-sea lander. That makes me so sad. I wish they would have really pushed it to the limit, but 
Thus is life, and science takes baby steps. You gotta do it right. The robot maintained its flapping motion for 45 minutes just fine, and the researchers didn't mention any damages to the electronics once they retrieved it. So while we don't have any data on how fast it was able to move or, you know, just how long it was able to move, we do know that at close to 11,000 meters, the bottom of the trench, this robot was able to maintain its motion for 45 minutes. It's pretty good. And there weren't any damages. I'll take it. All in all, this paper is still super cool. The researchers here developed a brand new soft robot with excellent pressure resilience and swimming performance at very high pressures. We are one step closer to truly exploring the deepest depths of our oceans. Yay! Thank you for listening to Science to the T. You can submit topic requests to sciencetothet at gmail.com or through direct message on Instagram at science to the T. Please rate or comment to help make this the best learning experience possible. Tune in for another terrific episode. <laughs>